You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. What are you doing? Open up a Miller Lite because when it's Stephen Brooks Day, <laughs> you wet the beak, my friend. That's what you do on Stephen Brooks Day. Woo! <laughs> It is Thursday, October 8th, year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I am joined by my starting to get inebriated co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's up? Uh, time is a ticking. Rutgers is going to be here in East Lansing any yeah. second now. It's time to start getting looped up, Will. Woo-hoo! No, I'm, I'm fine. I heard they don't have a team plane or bus this year, so they're actually starting to walk to East Lansing mm, today. Perfect. Good. Excellent. Greg Seattle, look at that. Yeah. Instilling grit right off the bat yeah. the second time around. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Love that. On today's show, as Matt alluded to, in segments two and three, we'll be joined by the one, the only Stephen Brooks from 247sports.com. Uh, we'll talk about... You know, training camp, he's been doing media sessions, anything he's learned from that, any scuttlebutt that he's hearing, and just his thoughts on the offensive line, quarterbacks, what the offense might look like, what the defense might look like, all the questions you have, we'll get his expert opinions on. Before that, we've got some news here that is pertinent uh, about a Michigan State player Offensive lineman Jordan Reed opting out for the season, staying opted out for the season. Uh, And so we'll react to that and kind of go through where the offensive line sits right now and what we think might be the the group of five, six, or seven guys that are really going to be competing for those starting spots. So that is the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Starting next week, we are back to five days a week, Matt. Five days a week, Will. I can confirm I'm going to flex that MSU education right now. <laughs> That's more than three days, Will. That is, is more than three days, a notch up from four. That's five days a week. Five. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to do it. We're gonna. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do it. I think a lot of season preview type stuff is coming your way. Definitely. Hopefully, maybe we'll get some scrimmage stuff to react to out of this weekend. We... Had a scrimmage last weekend, didn't get anything. Maybe we'll get something this weekend? Yeah, well, Mel Tucker disclosed there was a football at said scrimmage for the first one, so there yeah. we go. Okay, there it's we good. Go. It's a nice little peek in the window there. Thank you, uh, Coach Tucker. They're somehow even more tight-lipped than the D'Antonio regime. I don't know how that's possible. I love it, though. I love it. Gotta keep the secrets under wraps, baby. Let's go. Nice, relentless, relentless secret-keeping. Uh, one last, well, not one last, but an, another reminder, go to spartanswill.substack.com, sign up for a prop bet contest. We've got like 160-something entrants right now, Matt. Ooh, saucy. Yeah, it's 50 prop questions for the football season. You answer them, and the winner, whoever does the best job, gets a great prize package, including a free shirt from homefieldapparel.com. Mm-hmm. Lovely friends there. Five free video games from Video Game VideoGamesMonthly.com, a retro sort of Netflix type thing where they send you video games every month and you get to keep them. A couple MSU alums running that, VideoGamesMonthly.com. We've got some Built Go, which we'll tell you more about here later in the show. We've got a Target gift card for $25. We've got a $25 Amazon gift card. 
we've got koozies from Kayla Danielle. I called her Kayla Daniels last show. I'm really sorry. Um, you know her as Kayla Danielle on Twitter. She makes those awesome MSU koozies. Uh, we're, you know, I think we're going to have a Tucker's Troops one. Ooh, strong. Love that. Yeah, there might be a Mel Yeah. I think there's going to be a Whoa, He Has Trouble with the Snap koozie. Uh, so we'll have those. And then Clay S., one of our listeners uh, on Twitter, has given me or given, yeah, well, given me to give away three Michigan State books uh, that he was sent doubles from Amazon. So he's got three extra books lying around. And he's like, hey, I was going to take these to uh, Goodwill, but thought I'd offer them to you for a uh, prize. So we've got those as well. 100 things Michigan State fans should know and do before they die. That's crazy because my mom came over today and, like, you know, she's cleaning up my childhood room. She brought over yeah. that book for me today. That, that, that Perfect. One. That's awesome. Tom <laughs> uh, Tom's book, Purpose Driven. Uh, we know his story is incredible. And then the uh, Michigan State basketball book, uh, which looks to be fantastic as well. So we've got those for a huge prize pack. Spartanswill.substack. Dot com. Go sign up there and subscribe to the newsletter. All right, Matt, let's talk about Jordan Reed. Let's, yes. So uh, Jordan Reed, the only healthy, consistent lineman, <laughs> consistently healthy lineman for Michigan State the last two seasons, opted out uh, back in the end of the summer, uh, along with a couple other players. Um, he and Justin Stevens, who's a true freshman lineman who you know wasn't going to be playing this year, have decided to remain opted out. So Jordan Reed who was maybe the projected starter at right tackle for this team, has opted out. And that leaves a hole, uh, we think, you know, who knows with a new regime, right? We don't know mm-hmm. if who's starting where, right? They, they say every job's up for grabs. You don't really know. Reed's the sure. one who's been starting there the whole time. It seems like there's a decent chance he would have been the starter, but now there's not a chance he's going to be the starter. Someone new will be playing right tackle for Michigan State this year. So I thought we could take this time to go over that and kind of look at where things stand with the offensive line and give our thoughts on uh, who might be the group of, of guys there in line to get playing time. So what was your initial reaction to Jordan Reed opting out? Because I know a lot of fans are down on him. I think there's something to be said for his consistent availability. That's important. You know, just like yeah. any sort of consistency is nice, but he certainly has been up and down. Uh, I've said a number of times on the show, like he's not a tackle, he's a guard. He's six three and a half. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's playing out of position, and was stuck there out of necessity after injuries. And it was just like, well, he's there, kind of thing. So and it's been some up and down play certainly over the last two years from him. But at least he was there week in and week out. What was your reaction, Matt? Oh well, <laughs> a lot meaner. Um, I'm not gonna lose too much sleep tonight i think that's that's a good way to put it i believe right yeah yeah look at me turn new leaf i'm a nice guy now um yeah that's you know you said it best the best skill was showing up and being a present participant uh on saturdays in the fall correct Mm-hmm. I think I could leave it at that, and everyone else can fill in the lines there. Um, but no, you, you, there is something to be said, though, about playing he's out not, of position. Really. There, 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 there truly is, and I do feel bad about him because, well, we all know that last year was kind of like a hodgepodge line, and uh, really, it's whoever shows up, okay, you're going to play here, you're going to play here. Like, it was kind of a mess last year. So I, I, I got to take it easy on him for that because, yeah, 6'3", playing tackle, <laughs> I don't know about that one. He would... Uh... 
he would have mistakes that were just there. Like he never, it wouldn't be just like strings of like, oh, a little mess up here. Oh, this block wasn't quite as good as it could have been. It was like solid, solid. Dear God, what the hell are you doing? Right? Yeah. There, were, yeah. there were big mistakes. He would have stretches where he looked solid, but so just too many huge mistakes there. And now, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, the first name to, I guess, bring up is like the immediate replacement is Spencer Brown, mm-hmm. redshirt yeah. freshman who's been brought up as someone who's surprised. Uh, I'm not sure, and we'll get into this in a second, I'm not sure... You know, if he's able to crack the starting lineup there, and I'm also not sure who would sort of be the the placeholder, like next man up at right tackle. So starting at the let's start at the left tackle. We feel pretty okay. good about AJ Arcuri being the starter there, right? That would say so, yeah. I, I think he's the the most experienced. He I think he's pretty solid uh when he's healthy. He battled injuries like everyone else. Um fits the profile athletically, size wise. I think he can be solid there, and I think he's kind of, if I had to peg the starting lineup right now, I think left tackle is probably the quickest one, and it's our Curie. Okay. Um, from there, it gets interesting. So Matt Allen, I guess, is the incumbent starter at center. Yeah, you would imagine, right? But had some injury issues up and down. Nick Samak showed pretty well as a true freshman. The way that, you know, Matt Allen's done media and the way he talked, he said, you know, I feel like every day someone's trying to come for my job. I feel like I, I'm comfortable saying Matt Allen's going to be the starting center from yeah, day that's, one. Yeah, that's like off-season speak with a new regime. But yeah, yeah. I, I like his mentality where he's at. Yeah, and so I, I think that's the most likely comfortable too. Then it gets really... Okay, so Kevin Jarvis, right? We, mm-hmm. we kind of have to find a spot for him. Yeah, love Kevin Jarvis th- too. One of my favorite and, players. I will stand for him whenever his name is brought up. <laughs> he's he's a talented kid, fought injuries like everyone else, and has moved all over. I think left guard would make sense off the jump for him. It's kind of his natural position. He, he did well when he filled in that tackle last year, but I think left guard's kind of the right spot for Kevin Jarvis. So we got our Curie, Jarvis, and Allen kind of going left to right there at tackle guard and center. Mm-hmm. At right guard, I think J.D. Duplain. There's so there's JD Duplain, there's Blake Buter who has guard experience. Matt Carrick has guard experience. I think those two uh, would be behind Duplain if if everything started today. But then you have to think about someone like Luke Campbell and Mm, Devontae Dobbs. Yes, that's gonna so like that's a hot name in the streets, Devontae Dobbs, of course. Yeah, and so you got those guys at guard, and then at right tackle, Spencer Brown. Dobbs potentially, Jarvis could play right tackle, Luke Campbell's played right tackle Mm -hmm. as well and did really well there as a redshirt freshman. So I think of that group, you know, I think Samek might end up as an odd man out in the starting group, which is like, I don't know, if it was me, right? So it's we got Matt Allen and Samek. I think Samek is, you know, if they're negligible, I, I get it, Allen's a senior captain type guy and you right. don't want to sort of make that move. But I like, I might, I'm like, I want Samac. I want the sophomore. I want someone who I know is going to be there next year and potentially the year after that. And who played a bunch as a true freshman and has just like a world of potential and could go from a solid showing as a true freshman to like, Hey, this is a really good center his sophomore year, you know? And I feel like we already kind of know what Matt Allen is. He's solid. Uh, but not spectacular. 
Yeah, I, that, that's the thing. It, it's solid, you know, and really for the offensive line, we like solid because we've been far from even solid in the last few years. So, yeah, I'll take any semblance of just like solid. <laughs> I didn't yeah. just say the word for the 80th time. Um, I, I don't know because like, what do you I, do I also look at a guy. That's the thing. I, I think maybe he is your right tackle then. Like, I know they're speaking right. highly of Spencer Brown, but like he's what, just a redshirt freshman, I believe. And yeah, like there's also. They're both redshirt freshmen. Well, yeah, I, I know, but, you know, Dobbs <laughs> also came in as a top 50 recruit, too. I, I, yeah, I'm going to give a nod thing. to him for that. Um, yeah, another red shirt, but he's a red shirt junior, is Mustafa Khalifa. You just don't hear a lot about him, though. So. No, and he was, it was rough last year when he got in. I know, um, which is kind of a bummer because, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, he can go in, but eh, can can he? No, probably not. Like, James Ohamba, he's 6'4", 305. He was kind of somewhat highly touted, but... yeah. Another guy you don't hear a lot of about. So yeah, Jacob if, if Isaiah. Jacob Isaiah, right. I, I, he's more of an interior line guy, though. I have a hard time believing he'll play right tackle. But I guess, gun to head, if you made me pick this out, which I don't know why you'd hold a gun to my head I, for I'm picking who the right... right God, I thought you were. Um, I, I'd go Dobbs, right tackle, Spencer Brown backing him up, and then any combination yeah. of like Khalifa, um, who, whoever else would be there, Ohama, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's your one-two at right tackle, which I... I fine. 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 That's Okay. <laughs> That's fine. It's it's not great, but it's fine. So I think these are. I'm going to give you eight names, and I think these eight names are the most likely to see the most time as like starters on the offensive line. Okay, okay? I, I like this exercise. Yeah, yeah. AJR Curie, Kevin Jarvis, Matt Allen, JD Duplain, Devontae Dobbs, Spencer Brown, Nick Samak, Luke Campbell. Those are the eight. That's yeah. That's going to be tough to argue. And yeah. a lot of them, I think, have some positional versatility. Guards mm-hmm. can kind of get shifted around. I think Samak sure. and Allen are the two center types. Um, and I think there's two, three guys that can play right tackle. And I think everyone but Brown and um, Arcuri can play guard. So there's, you know, there's a lot of sort of things up in the air with that. We could see some rotation early in the season. And I know that was super annoying last year. Mm-hmm. But I think it's different this year because you just you truly don't know. It's not yeah rotation to stave off injuries and whatnot. It's rotation rotation rather to see what actually works. Yeah, which hey, that's the fun kind of rotation. <laughs> All right, look at us. Woo, yeah, boys All are right. back. Let's uh, we'll pause here. We'll come right back with Stephen Brooks. We're actually late getting to him because we had some connection issues. So we'll do that here in just a second. But first, a word from RockAuto.com. RockAuto. Rock- rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you need from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil new carpet gas pedals steering whatever you need mat floor mats they got it got it whether it's for your classic car or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts you wouldn't do it clown you'd be a big old clown big old clown matt sheehan believing in this offense clown go to (laughs) rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right i come to you as a co-host in absolute shambles my internet is touch and go will's internet is just completely out but there's one person on this call whose internet is doing just as great as they look every day of their life folks 
It is Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Stephen, thank you so much for putting up with us tonight and joining us. How are you doing? Absolutely, man. Uh, it's, I only have a couple of details, but it sounds a lot better than you and Will are. Um, he was like, he was rubbing two, uh, you know, stones and, and matches together, mm-hmm. trying to get some internet going or something, and then and he yeah. kicked you off, and and yeah, it was a whole it was a whole battle, really. Correct. Um, and interesting that you won out. honestly, it was a power struggle, and you went out is what really happened. You know, people say I'm the alpha dog of this podcast, Stephen. That's the, <laughs> that definitely 100 percent what everyone says. Um, no, but hey, it's good to be talking to you while I'm hunkered down in my submarine, apparently, uh, right now this evening. So. Should we talk football? Steve, I, I think that'd be a good, good thing to talk about. So kind of like before we started recording here, uh, talk about Mel Tucker a little bit. And this doesn't really have to do anything with the roster, which is what we'll get into in a little bit here. But just talking with him from a media perspective, like is there similarities between Mel and Antonio of how much like they do give away in the preseason versus not give away in the preseason? Or what's that dynamic been like compared to the old regime of MSU football? That's okay. Yeah, that's actually a pretty interesting question because um, today, <laughs> there you go. That's why you're the alpha dog. One for one. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, just today, you know, at the end of Mel's call, like he usually always does this, but like today was a little longer. He was like, I really appreciate all you guys. I mean, it was almost too much. I was like, easy, Mel. You know, like he was like, I really appreciate you guys talking to the media and you play a big part in what we do and you're the conduit to the fans. And, and he was laying it on thick. And I was like, man, you know, we are, we are cool. This is great. But uh, he does that pretty often, even, you know, even if it's just sort of a quick, tip of the cap um and obviously that's not something that we really that i ever got from d'antonio when i was around here not to say he didn't respect us or anything like that but he like mel goes out of his way to like really uh, acknowledge the job that we have and what we do so that's cool but you know then on the other side of the coin he just got done talking to us for about 30 minutes and i would say he is like d'antonio in the sense that uh pretty much right when he gets the question he's gonna decide right away like whether he's actually gonna you know, show his full hand or uh, mm-hmm. if it's going to be a little bit of, you know, connecting the dots. And uh, he just doesn't know us that well. I don't think, he, you know, he, he's still settling into the job. You know, his his office chair doesn't even have creases on it and all that. You know, sure. So I think he's just trying – He's just, I think he's treading a little lightly right now. He's not revealing a whole lot. Um, and, you know, you go all the way down into motivation and in keeping guys engaged and you don't want to anoint people in the media and, you know, sour things like that as an early coach. So, I mean, you can look at it from a bunch of different angles. So. I think he's doing his best because, like I said, he does acknowledge us and, and whatnot and, and the job that, that we're all out here trying to do. But uh, at the same time, he is keeping a lot of things fairly generic and vanilla, I guess I'd say. Yeah. And, and, like, and how about from like the player's perspective, too? And you guys aren't allowed to go into practice, right? You can only do whatever they give you over Zoom calls. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. The, the last time I've interviewed anybody in person was the Ohio State basketball game. So absolutely everything's been over gotcha. Zoom and they're keeping that building kind of its own little bubble. For sure. And like, so whenever the, the, the press clippings come out and the quotes start flying around on Twitter, like energy, energy, energy is like the main thing that's coming out of these player interviews. Like all oh, the energy is so much different than it was last year, yada, yada, yada. How, now it's kind of tough to answer questions. So I'm just going to put you on the spot here in an impossible spot, really. Um, how much of this is just like preseason talk and how much of it do you kind of feel genuine as in like, oh yeah, this actually does kind of feel different talking to these players than it did last year. It's it's not preseason talk. I think it's new coach talk. I mean, I think that's just yeah. a byproduct anywhere. You know, it's just a new voice, and that's just, I think, naturally motivating. Um, especially, like, I think we can acknowledge, you know, like things had gotten a little dated at the end of the D'Antonio era. Those were older coaches. You know, they, they'd been to the top and sort of fallen off. That fire just, I don't think, in some regards was there. And now you've got a, a staff that does, have, that does skew a little younger. 
um, especially on the off-field roles and the GAs and the um, analysts and, and all that. Uh, and uh, head coach Mel Tucker, who's clearly hungry. I mean, he he only has one year to his name, so yeah. uh, I think there's a there's a prove it factor there that sort of brings some energy. And of course, everyone's starting from zero, you know. Um, and there's a lot of spots and, and questions, you know, sort of up for grabs here. So I think that's just a natural fire that it sort of lights. Like, man, okay, I got you know. I can't rest on anything. I got to impress these guys basically every day because, you know, I have no reputation with them. It, just because you're an absolute pro and friend of the podcast, you lead me right in my next question perfectly with position battles. Ooh. Like there's, you know, it, it, it's cliche, but it is kind of true. Like you do start from scratch with, with a new coaching staff. Is there any big position battle do you think we could see a surprise? And I guess one example that we brought up was maybe Matt Allen at center gets jumped by Duplain or Samak or something like that. Or is, is there another one? that you think is an even like juicier position position battle against people that we think could be established, but aren't really. I would, no, I think you're right at offensive line. I think it's, it's pretty much across the board. I mean, I tried to get a clue the other day. I asked Matt Allen, like, you know, are you kind of working with the same five up front or is it, you Mm -hmm. know, is there one or two spots where it's the same guy every day and the, you know, two or three others are are competing and um, didn't really get much uh, there, but, uh, Tried. You tried. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Tried. <laughs> I mean, but to, so today, Mel Tucker confirmed um, Jordan Reed is not opting back in, at least right. yet. doesn't sound like he will be. So that automatically becomes an interesting spot right there with uh, a guy like Spencer Brown, maybe, who whose name has come up a little bit this preseason, or even Dobbs, you know, he just played that in high school, even though I think he's probably a good, really good guard long term. Maybe, you know, that recency, he could slide in there for a year. Um, even, a, you know, a former walk-on like Jack Hendricks, you know, has been mentioned and, and uh, is, you know, could be a guy there. So, uh, and then the guard spots, you, you got a lot of bodies up there, you know, Buter, uh, Duplain, Jarvis, uh, Campbell, old and young. I think the offensive line is really, really going to be interesting, obviously, aside from quarterback, which, you know, everyone wants to talk about and theorize. We will be back with the one, the only Stephen Brooks in just a hot second. But first, I need to talk to you about Built Go. That's right. Threw your little curveball right there. Not Built Bar, but Built Go. Head to BuiltGo.com, guys. But what what's that going to do for you? Well, guys, Built Go helps you break through that wall with its 1.5-ounce packages of this sweet, delicious, delicious energy gel. Guys, they have three flavors. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint it will help you break that wall that you're in now what what is that wall well for me the wall is i'm gonna go to a nice story from monday i was uh, coming off of a weekend of eating and drinking as i do and i needed to get through my workout where did i go i went to bilko just guzzled that right down it was fantastic i had the chocolate coconut flavor on monday i've had the peanut butter honey one in the past Side note, that would taste great on some apples. Guys, this isn't disgusting. I've had this sort of thing in high school. as energy gel pack. It was one of the nastiest things I've ever had in my entire life. A little apprehensive to try the Built Go. Guys, I had the Built Go. Just like their bars, life-changing. Loaded with energy, not loaded with calories, loaded with protein. Guys, it'll get you through your workout. It'll break that wall down. Just go to BuiltGo.com. Built go.com and use promo code locked and you will get 30% off your next order. Again, that is promo code locked, just locked for 30% off your order at built 
com, builtgo.com. Guys, you will not regret this, and whatever wall's in front of you will definitely regret that you take that you taken it because you will shatter right through that wall with builtgo.com. I'd love you joining this theme that Will and I had in the first segment because we talked nothing about offensive line as well. So, you know, let's just call this Thick Thursdays. That, every Thursday, <laughs> we're, we're just going to talk trenches, baby. That's what Ooh. it's all about. Ooh, you I like do. that. <laughs> I do. I do. That's, that's, that's nice. You know what? Let's keep it going here. How about the, like, the other side of the ball, like defensive line? I, I guess I don't even really just have a question. Just what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like that's one of the big question marks on the defense. Obviously, the whole defense is a question mark in itself, replacing, what, eight starters, I believe it is. But, like, the defensive line, do you think that's a front four that's set in stone yet, or is there opportunity for movement early on in the season? Yeah, I think you'll probably it'll probably just skew older, you know, with the returning guys as, as the starters, but I would expect mm-hmm. a lot of guys to play up there. Um, you know, I think Naquan and, and Jacob Slade slide right in as D tackles. I am curious about that other defensive end spot, um, you know, whether that could be a guy like Jack Camper or if Mike Fletcher could come through and, and sort of establish himself sort of early there. Um, they said they liked his length and IQ, but, uh, you know, they really wanted to see him with the pads on, and uh, he didn't get a lot of time last year because he was injured. So uh, that'll be interesting. Um, the way that they – you know, they Scotty Hazleton stood up one of his ends a decent amount last year. It was essentially – it was a four-man front, but mm-hmm. not all four were always down. And so, I, you know, and that guy that stood up was uh, kind of their, their nice pass rusher. I think a guy like Kenny Willick could have played this role really well. So I'm curious to see who slides in there, whether that is – kind of shoot because he is kind of their pass rush guy or uh you know maybe even a chase Klein could bump down there i think he's probably set at linebacker but somebody of that mold that's a little bit of a hybrid type of guy so um really all of that you know I'm, I'm curious to see how this whole defense looks uh you know uh, structurally and just philosophically and kind of going on with the front seven but the guys behind the defensive line is it as simple as just antoine simmons noah harvey chase Klein, set in stone for linebackers or is that another position group that even like guys like yourself in the media are kind of in the dark on that seems th- those are the names that seem to come up you know so i'm i'm tending to lean that way mm-hmm. um but i am curious about like a just lord Botang or um sure. luke luke fulton you know could be a guy who could who could pop in there Again, uh, depending on exactly, you know, what they want to do, maybe there's opportunity for more guys to play there as well, you know, in the second level. But uh, it's, you know, it's all kind of speculation at this point in terms of what they'll actually do. For sure. And, you know, let's not beat around the bush anymore. Let's just get to the news of the week right now. Why Why is a punter now in the tight end depth chart, Stephen? And should we be as freaked <laughs> out about hearing this news of uh, Tyler Hunt getting reps of the tight ends as we should be? Because, um I don't know how I feel about hearing that out loud, Stephen. No, I don't know. Don't be freaked out. No, okay. no. Right. Don't be excited. That's awesome. That, All right, there we go. That's one I of like the coolest storylines coming out of the Big Ten. Oh, let me spin this for you. Yeah. Please I mean, do. He comes out of Gobles, uh, and you saw, I imagine he was playing with just a bunch of, like, five, nine farm boys, like, that weren't that athletic, sure. and he was just out there, you know, just dashing around on everybody. Um, call it Mark D'Antonio, and, and I bet, he, you know, he'll talk your ear off about Tyler Hunt. He would always – just sort of make these random comments about, hey, Tyler Hunt's a great athlete. And we're like, okay, you know, like the, you know, checks notes, the third punter and holder. Sure. <laughs> uh, who, who? You know, <laughs> so, uh, and then he got hurt, like with a non-contact injury. And it's, he's kind of like this urban legend. I don't know, like I've, you've heard that he can like throw 70 yards with both hands and, and all this wow. crazy stuff. Uncle so, Reed, you know, nice. yeah, I'll just spin it and say, that's just the sign of, uh, Mel Tucker and, and these coaches' uh, creativity. It's like you can only 
can only take so many punts in practice. Might as well get him some reps, uh, you know, blocking zone. All right. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm a little dizzy now. You took me in the spin cycle there. All right. I like that. See, this is why we love having you on, man. This is great. <laughs> hey, I mean, big t- punter playing tight end. How, how can that's that just, not be that's a great big ten as hell. That is big ten as hell. <laughs> to the you core. know he's going to come up with like a crazy like third and 20 catch this year and like extend a big drive. I and mean, like, like it'll be his only catch of the year. But uh, yeah. people remember this story like in week six. Yeah, of course. And then they'll turn around and he's got a punt four plays later uh, inside the 40-yard line. It's going to be a great moment. What a, what a special sequence of events that'll be. Can't wait. Hey, I got a unique question for you that you never heard. Is it Rocky Lombardi oh, starting quarterback? It. Is, is, it, oh, is it this? Is it, can, can we just get this part of the interview over with? Or? <laughs> I just, I mean, the the public clues kind of suggest that, obviously, in terms of you know him being out there and being sort of put out there in the spotlight by the program. Um, mm-hmm. I think it makes sense, you know, all things relatively equal to give him the first nod um, just because of his experience, because of the the way people respect him. But also, you know, guys know if he's not the best guy too, and you can't sure. just go out there and, and, you know, uh, add a boy, you know, you, you got to right. produce. So, <laughs> um, we'll see. You know, I, I just, again, I'll, I'll circle back to my, you know, sort of uh, canned answer. And that's just, I don't think the coaches know. And, like, that's sort of a, an easy excuse, but I, I think it's true as well. Right. You know, I think if there's a pecking order, and I'm sure there is, but I think it's decided by, you know, maybe inches versus, you know, leaps and bounds, which obviously is what you want. So um, I just – I really don't think there's an answer uh, that exists out there, at least a good one. That's fair because I think I, I think it was Jay Johnson that said it's going to be an ongoing competition in the first few weeks of the season. And, like, I heard that, and I didn't really think it was a spicy thing because he's just telling the truth. Like that's kind of how you gather it as well. It's just it's just a coach being honest about the quarterback battle, I guess. Yeah, I appreciated it, and he was like, "Look, I don't want it to go into the regular season, but <laughs> I am willing for you know to let that happen. Obviously, if that's what it takes." Um, but yeah, he was also very clear that he does not want that to happen. I mean, folks got to realize, like I know Mel Tucker was hired a while ago at this point, and and time has moved slow in a lot of degrees. But like these guys have had, I mean, let me check my like. Uh, Today was one exactly one week, seven days from their first padded practice ever as a ample staff. Time. Say, ample time. Move here, <laughs> you know, seven, and and you can do all the shorts and and stuff in the world, but sure. it's just different. You know, everybody will say that, and it's proven time and time again. It's just different. They've had one week, you know, to evaluate these guys and and something that looks like football. For sure. And just to bring the end of the interview back to the beginning of the interview and just get a peek, you know, the journalistic perspective here, which one of the new coaches, like, do you have the most fun talking to? And like, why is that? Are they just like an open book? Are they charismatic? Or which one of these new guys is uh, a delight to have on the Zoom call? Mm, That's interesting. Um, I haven't we haven't gotten everybody uh, multiple times yet, so I don't truly want to rule anybody out. Ross Ellis seems like a good time. I will say that we've only got the one phone call from him. But uh, okay. Um, I will say I really enjoyed the call of Scotty Hazleton the other day. Uh, he seems like a, you know, just sort of a football nerd type of guy um, that can really just chat up, you know, just the nittiest, grittiest football stuff with you, you know, really, really deep into the weeds, that type of stuff that I like. It seems like he could just sort of go on and on about that. And a lot of his answers were, were really detailed, really sort of, uh, you know, um, like I said, in the weeds type of stuff that I'm personally really into. So um, no doubt, I'd love to, you know, split a pitcher of beer or something with that dude and sure. just, you know, talk football. Heck yeah, man. Well, uh, best of luck to you this season. Like, you get to watch the games inside the stadium this year, right? I, I would hope. Yeah. I mean, for whatever it's worth, uh, yeah, I will be there. And then I'll just 
continue sitting there and, and interview people by Zoom is, is my Turn understanding. So. There we go. As long as you get the press conference or the uh, press box hot dog, man. That, that's that's God. really that's what that's why you do it, man. That, that's what you do it for. Day <laughs> I could day not go a full year without one of those um, delicacies. Oh, Jeez, oh, yeah, that would that would have been the true travesty of 2020. Ah, missing out on those beauties. No, take care of your sodium intake for, for on two Saturdays for the entire year. It's it's uh, absolute delight. Oh, God. Well, thanks a lot for uh, hopping on with, with me and uh, the the ghost of Will uh, today, Steve. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate it. But no, I, great great stuff as always, man. We love having you on, and you're always very generous with your time, especially when we're having internet issues on our end, folks. That's Stephen Brooks, twenty four seven sports, not two four seven sports, as I lamely called it uh, before we started recording. So. Will, thanks again. Will, Stephen, thanks again, man. You're the best. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Always a good time. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon, probably.